episode of Fermented Faith, a podcast where we talk about the impact that the gospel has on the everyday things of life. I am Neil Clayton. I'm here with Jordan Bird and a special guest, Cindy Poole, is here with us today. Anthony is out on suspension, a one-podcast suspension, <laughs> from the potty mouth that he had last episode. <laughs> so, but in case you didn't listen, I'm just joking. Yeah, he actually said French toast. French toast, yeah. yeah. He said, yeah, I think he said his in-laws were like appalled. They were, con- they were like, did you really say that? <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode is about holidays. How do we keep holidays special? Especially in today's age of commercialization, how do we keep them how they were meant to be? Mm. So I'll, I'll let Jordan. Yeah, so this up. was uh, a listener request. Yeah, so we got an email. Your one, your one listener yeah. request. Neil's <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, mom. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> uh, she loves the podcast. Uh, so the question was, as a parent, I was wondering how to balance the commercialized aspect of holidays like Christmas and upcoming Easter with the true meaning. I never put much thought into this prior to being saved. I don't want my kids to be... I don't want to confuse my kids, and I really don't want them to put God in the same category as Santa or the Easter Bunny. Mm. So how do we do that? Yeah. So we brought uh, we brought in the, the resident expert, Miss <laughs> Cindy Poole. Uh, yeah, so we've been uh, we've been eager to have Cindy on in general. We've been eager to have a, a female voice on, yes. uh, just to, all things better. Um, and then we figured this was a, um, an appropriate one since you've you've done a, a, a bit of kid raising. I right? have. <laughs> so tell us, if for those that. I don't. I can't imagine somebody not knowing Cindy because everybody that I have met, she either is related to or knows. <laughs> yes, be careful what you say. I know. So, uh, so in case there's some person in the universe that doesn't know who you are, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. Well, Cindy Poole, married to David for many, many years. Uh, we have four grown children. Um, our youngest is 22 and getting ready to be married in May. So, yeah. So you're almost completely done with all of them. Yeah, Should almost. Be your final They're almost off, off, right? yeah. off the income. <laughs> <laughs> off We're going to have some money. <laughs> <laughs> so four grown kids. Yep. And you work here at the church, right? Work here at the church. Yeah, church mom. The church mom. <laughs> yeah. Affectionately mm-hmm. so, yep. Mm-hmm. Been here the be- Our church lady, <laughs> SNS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right, well, then why don't we just... Um, when we dive in, when we start by sharing, what, what was your personal when you were a kid? What, did you guys do Santa? Did you do Easter Bunny? How did your parents handle it? Um, and then, what effect, negative, positive, or you know, none, did that have on your faith? Well, I grew up with um, Santa and Easter Bunny and. You know, and what you, I think what you have as a child, sometimes you bring that into your own child rearing, although you want to do it better. I hate to, you know, say that about my parents, but sometimes you look at them and you think, oh, I'd like to do something a little bit um, more spiritual about it. Um, You know, and they, you do the best as you can, as you know, there's no child rearing book except for James Dobson. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> See that that right there tells me how old I am. People probably don't even know who James Dobson is now. Yeah, I'd be shocked. But anyway, so I think you bring that into your child rearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what you were brought up with. Yeah. So you guys, okay, well, go ahead. Well, I was going to just throw out a quick disclaimer to the listeners of this podcast. If you have small ears in the vicinity, we may spoil some. Okay. Yes. That's a good call. Yeah. So, spoiler, you know, mm-hmm. we may be talking about <laughs> some of the yeah. behind the scenes. Elf of, on the shelf is not yes, a lot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, when I was growing up, um, yeah, we did the whole whole nine yards. The Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, yep. tooth Santa. Fairy. I forgot about the Tooth Fairy. And so I, I never really gave it much thought. Like I, I was to say more presents to Mary. I didn't think about the, you know, the geographical, you know, possibility of Santa going around the world in one evening. No, hey, <laughs> you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, so I was all all good. So. Our Tooth Fairy always forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We haven't. Yeah. Uh, the tooth fairy is not real consistent. In no, I see there. The first tooth that my oldest kid lost, she was at my mom's, and my stepdad gave her like twenty dollars. Whoa! I was like, what? I can't keep that present up. Like, I can't. I can't afford That's an that. Expensive tooth. I know, right? <laughs> tooth fairy wasn't that generous whenever I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do Do you remember the moment when you realized Santa wasn't real? Yeah. Were, and were there tears? There was no tears. Um, I think I was in first or second grade, and I just thought, well, if the presents keep on coming, I don't care who Santa Claus is. And <laughs> indifferent so, to you. Yeah, I was indifferent to it. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm, I think I'm too old now, but um, but I think that I was not disappointed because you start suspecting, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. when you get to mm-hmm. an age. Yeah, unless you have the traumatic, like... Somebody tells you right. when you're too, you know, when you're real little, and then there there are tears. I think my kids have been responsible for that in other kids' life. <laughs> One of my kids announced it in kindergarten that Santa wasn't real, <laughs> so there, I think there were tears. But um, yeah, I grew up with, uh, you know, not overly, you know, in, like crazy about any particular holiday. But yeah, you know, Santa and Easter Bunny and all those things. Uh, but I was a pretty curious and critical nature kid so I think I was suspecting probably for a year or two before I kind of you know I think it depends on where you fall on birth order and stuff too if you've got older siblings or you've got uh, in my case I was around older cousins a lot and and so I think you know you you tend to they they let it slip or they tell you oh you know and so a lot of kids hear it a few times but they don't believe it right they're like no that's not true he is real and then Mm -hmm. so yeah it's probably more of a process for most but all right. Well, that's so that that's the question. Then how do how do we how do we do that well so that you know the the listeners' question was I don't I don't want I don't want to confuse them and I certainly don't want them to put the kids to put God in the same category mm-hmm. as Santa and or the Easter Bunny um, with a particular two. I think probably because I mean there's there's plenty of other. You know, we'll probably we talked about earlier. We'll probably do a whole other podcast on Halloween closer yeah. to the time. Um, you know, and there is the Tooth Fairy. These are all sort of the same vein, but I, I think Christmas and Easter, in particular, because they're tied to a, an event with Christianity, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. I think that's that's the the focus here. So, so yeah. how do we do those things? Where that 
where it doesn't negatively affect our kids, um, do we need to reject it altogether? Maybe we can go back to our our premise of, you know, Christmas, uh, Santa, and Easter Bunny are these things that we need to that we can accept fully, do them like everybody else does, or do we need to reject it altogether and run away, um, or can they can they be redeemed? What's uh, maybe let's just start there. I mean, that's a, it's a really good question because growing up, with all due respect to my parents, they really didn't bring in the the, the Christian element to the holidays, except for the church services, and so it was very much Santa, it was very much Easter Bunny, until the day of, you know, okay. Easter Sunday, we got dressed up and, you know, heard the sermon or you know, went to you know children's church and saw, you know, Jesus. Um, empty tomb on the flannel graph. That's what I was going to say. You used the flannel graph, didn't you, Neil? But that was really the only time I got any sense of idea that, oh, this holiday is tied in somehow to the church. We didn't celebrate the 12 days of Advent, so we didn't have the Advent calendar at home. Didn't have that. I mean, maybe had a little manger up on the mantle. Decor. Yeah, Yeah, but that was really all that was ever said about you know, Jesus coming uh, and being born, you know, on Christmas Day. So, I mean, I think that's a great question to have as as, as parents and as a family uh, unit. You know, um, you know how how do you do? I think I think it's important to do both. I mean, you don't don't want to totally separate yourself away out of the culture. I think I think it's it's something good and. And uh, fun for for you to have with your kids, you know, have, you know, the Santa Claus. I don't know about the elf on the shelf. That just kind of creeped me out. Right, me too. <laughs> that was after my kids were grown. So, um, but you know, that's just me. I'm I'm not a parent, so I'm kind of looking from the outside, and so. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Moderation. Um, you know, kids are so observant and they see how you are, you know, observing the holiday, what's important to you. You know, what are you putting out there as first and foremost? You know, is it Jesus or is it Santa or the Easter Bunny? And I think they, I, we made, we had fun with it. We even a couple uh, seasons through Christmas hired a Santa and he came in and pretended he was Santa and we gave him gifts ahead of time and he came in and stuffed the stockings and brought in a gift and, you know, we'd run down the hallway and... He ever steal any of your gifts? No. <laughs> you take inventory before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he'd come in whistling, and he was just the happy Santa, and I don't know if he still does it around here, but that was so fun, you know, and they were little, and I I think they probably remember that, Um, so, um, but you know, we'd run down the hallway and get him out of bed and go, Santa's here. And, you know, they'd hide down the ha- hallway and watch him and and stuff. But, you know, the, it was just fun. And it's just in moderation, you know. They, and up to that, you know, um, you have books and resources and, you know, read them books about what the meaning of what Christmas is and what Easter is. And so it's not just the Easter Bunny and Santa. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, yeah, that's interesting, Neil. Something you said made me just kind of realize that I think a lot of times this conversation, if it's even had, I mean, some Christians don't even think about this because I think they do kind of what your parents did. 
of like, well, this is what we do for Christmas. We, we do these things. We buy gifts. We decorate. And then we go to church, and those things aren't super connected. Yeah, we know how to answer the question, what's the reason for the season, but they're not super integrated at, or maybe integrated at all. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's probably where a lot of our people land um, or their own experience, and, and perhaps they haven't thought about it you know, very critically because we've not really been you know, forced to. And, and I think, but then you, you get, that's one ditch. The other side is you can go, you know, too extreme and pull yourself so far out of the culture that you're just sort of off-putting and your kids are left looking through this glass at the, what the rest of the world is doing and feeling like they're missing out, which is not always a bad thing. I mean, there's plenty of times that you, you need to have that sort of thing with your kids. But, but if, if you just refuse to engage it at all, I think there's a danger there of, of you know, not teaching your kids. Because, I mean, a, a lot of things, in parent, you, you, at some point they're going to have to face these things in the culture, so you either teach them to navigate them right. or you're going to shelter them and then shove them. It's like throwing them in water. To, you know what I mean? It's like never yeah. teaching them to swim, keeping them away from water, keeping them away from water because you're afraid they're dr- they'll drown, and then, then they grow up and you're just like, all right, push them off into the deep end and like, good right. luck, figure that out. But, you know, we wouldn't do that for swimming, I hope, right? Mm-hmm. But it's sort of what we do in a lot of other things. And so there's a balance there of keeping keeping that. Yeah. Um, this was a, con- this was a, a conversation that, that my wife and I had a lot. As, I don't know if we'd had our first kid and then when she was a baby before, you know, she's old enough to celebrate any of it. But And we... Uh, we wrestled with it. She had a she had a family that was like yours. They 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 had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. And um, mine, it wasn't that we didn't have. Fun. I mean, it's just it was. I was an only child, and um, I don't know. It just wasn't that big a deal to me. But but her family had a lot of fun with it, and she was really looking forward to having a lot of those traditions um, as well. And so we wrestled with it a lot. And um, <clears throat> and there's um, you know there's there's a uh, one side of it that would say, you know, that we don't want to lie to our kids. Right. Right. And that's where it can get like, we don't want to put the, you know, God in the same category as the Easter Bunny and Santa. And at some point they're going to realize that the Easter Bunny and Santa aren't real. And so are they going to wonder the same thing about God? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that that's that's one argument for for pulling away altogether or, or pulling away to, to varying degrees is we, we want to be honest with our kids. And, and, um, and so um, somebody we reference a lot here at The Journey and on the podcast is, is Pastor John Piper, and we respect his opinion and, and get a lot of wisdom from him. And, um, and he, he raised his family that way where they, they did not do Santa and they didn't talk about – I don't know if they didn't talk about it, but they didn't do Santa because they didn't want to lie to their kids. They didn't want to take away from – those things, and they don't want God to be in the same category, and their kids wondering if that was also a fairy tale that someday they should walk away from. And so, uh, anyway, our wrestle was was really there, and and we um, so we've chose to uh, our personal conviction, and I, I think we said this earlier in the podcast, or I, maybe before we started recording. Like I, I don't know that this. I think there's. I think this would probably fall in the the redeem category for me, and I don't think it's super black and white. I think this is a lot of. Um, personal conviction and wisdom. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that there, I wouldn't say there's the right way and the wrong way with this. I think it needs to be 
a family discussion and one that is thoughtful. I think that's probably the first point I would just put out there is like, just think it through. Like mm-hmm. that's your first biggest step is actually to consider the consequences, consider the purpose, ask why, why are we doing? Cause a lot of times we don't ask that. We just do it because that's what the culture it's Christmas time. It's Easter time. So we buy these gifts, we make these Easter baskets, we color the eggs and we, and we don't, we, we're not really forced to ask those questions. So I think that's part of the, the first step is just to think it through, right? Like ask why, what are you trying to accomplish and do, you know, and okay, if, you're trying to accomplish this, then what role does this thing play? Does it need to be removed altogether, or can we? Yes, and I will say this. If I had kids, it would be a totally different matter. But right now in my life, in my world, I am not putting up a Christmas tree (laughs) at all. No way. That's a pain in my (laughs) size. So. Unnecessary fuss. Huh? Yes, unnecessary fuss. So I may have a tabletop. I may have a Santa Charlie Brown tree. Santa puts it right into my bank now. <laughs> <laughs> direct deposit. Santa does direct deposit. That's hilarious. So you know. So yeah, you find out what you. I, I've always thought in my mind. You know, what adds value to the to the occasion. Do it. If it doesn't add value, then don't do it. Um, yeah. So that Christmas tree does no value to me whatsoever. So no Christmas. You don't tree. enjoy the smell of the Christmas tree. I have my essential oils. Thank you okay. very much. <laughs> <laughs> I have my frankincense and <laughs> <laughs> the pine scent. Yeah, the pine scent. <laughs> That's awesome. So Cindy, so you guys, you you did you did Santa? You we said that did. earlier, um, and you have four kids who are all believers. Yeah, right? we all, do. Yeah, which yeah, is amazing in lots of ways. And yep. um, we'll probably have you on another time to talk about that. Um, <laughs> because that Not is... Not an easy road. Yeah, but that's awesome. And um, and I've talked to you about that before. I love it. And and so obviously it did not, you know, it didn't lead to your kids, at least at this point. They're all, you know, young adults right. from what, 32 to 22? 22. Mm-hmm. So at this point they haven't. Right. You know, thrown God in the same category as Santa. Right. So I don't know. Do you, do you have any insight in, into that tension? Was that was that thoughtful for you guys? Did you honestly? How we did you ju- We just did it. That? We just made our own traditions, and we enjoyed the holidays. We decorated the tree together, and you know they would go to bed early on Christmas Eve because they knew Santa was coming and. But leading up to it, it's just, you know, we uh, we were book readers, and, and I would get resources, um, you know, um, the resurrection eggs. I don't know if they're a big thing anymore, but that's what we did. So the kids would open up an egg and count down to Easter and, you know, what happened on this day. And mm. so it was teaching them biblical truths. And so I, it's just an easy, not easy, it's just a mix of what you say is important, what yeah. you want your kids to get out of it. Um, you know, we, you know, when they came to the age of, you know, like, why did you do that? And I don't even know, remember if they even asked us, why did you do that? But um, it was just pretending and play acting with them you know they like to play act Mm -hmm. you know kids do and so mom and dad were having some fun yeah yeah so i think to to draw that line and to say that you're you know you're you're 
absolutely going to confuse your kids or absolutely going to conflate the two together of, you know, this the fairy tale character with with Jesus. I don't think it's fair. I think that can be a bit fundamentalist and, and legalistic. Um, but but again, I think there's room to, you know, I, th- I think we need to have grace with, the, with each other to obviously, you know, I, it would be foolish of me to sit here and say, how dare you? You know, and you know, I what, can what say a, that to you. How right. dare you? <laughs> what, what a horrible parent you are! And then it's still like, well, you know, let's examine the fruit. Like it, it, it's turned out well. You know, uh-huh. so yeah. So for us, we 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 sort of take a a, a blended, a, a conservative but blended point of view. So we um, so we we don't pretend that Santa is real. Um, we tell our kids early on that 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 he's not. We tell him that. Um, we, we talk about Christmas, and we we tell them that that Saint Nicholas was a real right. person, and there's a real story there, and we actually enjoy that. So we tell them about that story, in you know, in the same conversation as about Jesus. And so we do Advent, and we read a story every night, and and you know, anticipate Jesus is coming, and and the um, and, and we we try to really you know major on that. But that we do, we tell them, we, we show them some videos, we talk about St. Nicholas, we talk about, and we talk about the culture and that, that there's lots of kids and lots of families that do believe that Santa is real. And we just say, we just say it's a fun tradition. It's a fun thing right. that we can do. And so we, we take our kids to get pictures with Santa. So what I mean, so we're, we're sort of there. So we don't pretend he's real, but we also don't freak out at, you know what I mean? And like, try to keep them away from it to the degree that, you know, we're, we're horrified by it. Um, and so we, we have chose to sort of err on that side of like, we, we, we want to be, we, we want to always, you know, our kids to, to we, we want to say like, we're just going to tell you the truth. And, and sometimes, you know, that may not be the funnest thing or it may, you know, and, and honestly we had to mourn that a little, like that was a hard decision because we kind of wanted to have the, those fun things, but we, we chose to err on that side and we haven't really, we regretted a little bit early on. There were some times where we were like, "Man, this would be really fun," but for the most part, excuse me, we've still had some. We yeah. still have really rich. And we were that way about Halloween. We we did not celebrate Halloween, okay. and it was just that era of time where you know it was promoted. Christians don't celebrate Halloween. Razor so, blades and candy yeah, bars. And- <laughs> yeah, evil. And so we would on Halloween night take it'd be a family night and we'd go do something family fun and so they didn't take part but when my kids were growing up that's when they dressed up and went to school they I don't think they do that now do they um, so sometimes, I don't know think for Halloween no yeah. I don't know Did you guys ever do the parade around the school in your and the costume? In, in your costume Man, no, we didn't bring that back. I didn't do that at work. That'd be great. <laughs> Kindergarten did. I remember, like, yeah, the kinder, they, they would traipse the kindergartners around to all the other classes. I, mean, I, was ninja, I was a ninja turtle, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys? Do you guys battle like the whole consumerism? I mean, uh, full disclaimer, my my livelihood depends on <laughs> consumerism <laughs> around the holidays. So, but I mean, do you do you? Having kids, are they all about presents and the more? I mean, how do you see? That's the tension: is them wanting this, 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 and and not you know not getting that for them, and you know they might be disappointed, and so I think there that's a tension right there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do battle that. I mean, I I think like I loathe the fact before that 
you know, Target sends a catalog to my house and my kids found it in the mail before I could, you know, and they, they went through and circled like every, I was like, it'd probably be easier for y'all to tell me what you don't want. And we just picked from that. And it was really excessive by the time three of them went through and it, uh, it circled. And that's just the three that are old enough to do that right now. Um, so yeah, we do. And, and we, you know, the interesting, I mean, they have grandparents, they have, you know, that, that are, that spoiled them and within a good way. And so I, I think, we're we're probably average or or below average on what we spend on gifts as far as like our own personal you know budget um I, you know i know there's some families that only like do a gift per kid um and we we do a few gifts you know per kid usually kind of anyway it's one big gift for the family to share or whatever like um so we're we're kind of in between there but then they get they get a lot between you know um two to three family gatherings and grandparent mm. two to three different sets of grandparents and all of that. They get a lot. Do um, they get tired opening up gifts and then they just toss them to side? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, just, I need to take a break. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, 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 to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. And well, that's a whole other thing. We, we, I mean, we, we just, we moved to a bigger house last year, but before that we had to have conversations with our family and be like, we can't, you can't buy a bunch of stuff. We don't have room for it. You know, we had to, um, and they were all really understanding and good about that. So they, they would, they would try to keep it reasonable too. But yeah, I mean, after you go to four or five gatherings where there's gifts, it's like, yeah. So we try to separate the two. And I think what you said is balance and, and what's important. Your kids are going to pick up on that. And so if, if you, if all you do is what the culture does and then go to church once, well, that's pretty imbalanced. Right. And they're going to pick up on what you, what you value there. But if you're, if you're doing both, if you're if you're doing um, family devotion of some sort, if you're talking about you know Christmas and, and teaching them the Christmas story and um, you know the meaning behind it and why we worship, and you're teaching them to worship and to celebrate Jesus, um, and and then you're doing that in in line with with the other, where you're still celebrating the other traditional pieces, then then I think that can be that can be healthy too. Um, so I think there, there's wisdom there that. You know, each family will need to sort of search out on their own. But I, I think to to leave Jesus out and and to just go, you know, with those other parts of the holiday is a, is a really cheap trade, right? To teach right. them to, you know, because what Santa offers, I don't know. The Easter Bunny is a whole weird thing that I don't really even know how to talk about. But um, but you know, Santa's a little Especially easier. Especially when someone's dressed up as the Easter Bunny, it's creepy, kind isn't creepy. it? Creepy, yeah. I, I'll sit on Santa's lap every day of the week, but yeah, on Easter Bunny's lap, no. Who thing. are you? Yeah. <laughs> what are you? Why are you here? Uh, <laughs> rabbits don't lay eggs. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? So I was confused as a kid. Why, why isn't it an Easter chicken? Um, well, speaking of that, we we went out uh, with some friends on on Valentine's Day. Uh, without our kids, we were at a, a, a semi nice restaurant, and we, we looked up all of a sudden, and there was this grown man, a large grown man, dressed in full Cupid attire, with oh wings, and, it, and Did this he guy have was a little diaper bit, on. No, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't look that close. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a big. I mean, I'm I'm a large man, and he was taller than me, and um, so his wings. He probably had four to five foot wings on his back but then he had like a 12 inch bow uh to shoot little be arrows so it was, a, it was out of proportion but it was very odd uh he had like the whole ribbon sandal you know the, like the sandal with the ribbons up up his leg and then white it was cold man and he and anyway we were quite 
fascinated with that. So that's a whole other deal. Was he there? A weird. Like, what the restaurants? No, he was. That's what I said. I said, you, you sell <laughs> roses? He said, no, I'm waiting on this person. And so he was delivering like a little uh, Valentine candy gram. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't know. But he didn't do any. He didn't sing or do anything. He just handed it to the guy and then walked <laughs> away. I was like, well, that was anticlimactic. I was I hope pretty he was disappointed. paid well for that. <laughs> I know, right? And did you walk? Anyway, um, <laughs> I have a lot of questions for that guy. but uh. Which brings up a question. Going back to Christmas for a moment, I know we're probably talking a lot about Christmas, uh, but did you guys do like Christmas caroling or anything like that? I remember I, some of the some of the more meaningful moment, moments that I remember growing up, A, was Christmas caroling um, to like, um, sometimes it was to like, People that we knew that were like shut-ins, that didn't get out very much, or we went to like a couple nursing homes. Um, and then my second question would be: um, Do you feel like doing something like Operation Angel Tree? Does that help balance things out? I think so. Yeah, I think it helps with like we talked earlier about how many gifts they get. Um, you know that they pick a, a name from the angel tree. And, you know, they contribute towards that. You take them to the store and you have them pick out, you know, the gifts for that certain child and Mm. what they need. Um, And, you know, my extended family, when we would get together, we would sing carols and and pray. And um, and then there's been other years that, you know, we delivered gifts to people, prisoner family support. We did that one year. As a family, um, so I think it's just all about teaching your kids as you go, um, you know, to give, to serve. Um, that it's not all about them. It's not about expectations of gifts, and so it's all in your attitude and how you approach it. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably what she said about it's not all about them. I think that's the way that those things help the most is it gets their eyes off of just their own. Yeah you know getting gifts and, and that sort of thing uh so yeah we 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 do um we're involved we foster ourselves and then we do you know some ministry with a with a organization called restore and so they have a christmas party that is for you know families with kids in foster care and and um you know so our kids would buy for that and wrap and decorate and and so they're there serving and and seeing that and so that's one way I, yeah so i think anything that can Involve serving others and getting getting their their focus off of themselves is, is helpful. Hmm. But yeah, so you know, one of the things we do, I mean, we so we do gifts, we do, and we'll do um, we color eggs and hide eggs. Um, we've done baskets. I don't know if we have in the last couple of years. We're not like morally opposed to them. We just. <laughs> We've got a lot of kids now, so it's just like when you, when you make the, the easy. What's fun is when you have more than one kid, you it divvy out the the Easter candy evenly because they know when someone has more than the other, so you divvy it out evenly. And then when there's something odd or off on the numbers, then you eat it. That's right. Do you buy item count or do you buy weight? Yeah. You you buy weight? Yeah. So, sorry, I forgot you didn't like Reese's because I'll have to eat those. Yeah. So at midnight, you're eating the Whoppers. (laughs) (laughs) One of my kids called those Whoopers. The Whoopers. (laughs) Whoopers. Yeah. So, you know, we do it. We do the eggs. We, we, we have a lot of fun with that. We don't try to spiritualize it. I know there are resurrection eggs and we just, 
we're not again we're not opposed to that either we just have it we just color eggs and have fun with it right. we don't really talk a lot about it and but we talk a lot about the resurrection we talk a lot about you know jesus we try to just overemphasize that and so you know the same is true we try to do our, our kids love the advent season and we we read a, a story of jesus storybook bible every night and my kids are all young oldest is nine they're getting ready to turn nine and so that's been good so far um you know, this year we opened gifts on Christmas Eve, our gifts. Um, and so then Christmas morning was just like chill family time. And we did family worship and put some songs on from YouTube and danced and sang. And I think we sang, one of my one of mine wanted to sing Happy Birthday to Jesus. And so we did that and it was fun. And my kids are like, we didn't get Jesus anything. <laughs> um, why didn't you? And they're like thinking about it. Well, why did, why did we get gifts and not Jesus? It's his birthday. And, and so we, you know get to have a good conversation about like well what he really wants from you is is your heart your life and and we, we get to give that to him and doing these things and um and so that that leads to, to good conversation so again i think we could you know i, I think you can do uh, most of these traditions um if you're doing them thoughtfully and well balanced with with other intentional pieces of discipleship then I think they can be redeemed. And like I said, one of our favorite things is to talk about the the real story. We haven't really tried to do that a lot with Easter. Uh, as far behind, like the the is there a redemptive truth behind the fairy tale character? And so Saint Nicholas is a real person who, you know, did uh, right. did some awesome things, and that's what inspired you know Saint Nick the 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 character Santa Claus. And same thing with with, with Valentine's, right? Like there, there's an actual person that is in behind that and that started the, the holiday, and it's a it's an incredible story. And so, like, we tell them that, and then we go, you know, this is what this is what the culture is doing, and this is where they go, but this is how it started. And there's and my my kids enjoy that that just that teaching piece. But yeah, so I think if you're not ask, I think the problem becomes if you're not asking any of these questions, mm. right? Yeah. You can I think you can choose to land on the other side of like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and celebrate Santa. But if you if you're asking some of these questions and, and why like is this you know then then I think you're going to come up with with thoughtful answers and, and you'll you'll probably you know you you'll be just fine your kids um, eternity is not it shouldn't you know the only time you're talking about these you know about gospel things and shouldn't be the holidays anyway right and and so it, it shouldn't only hinge on those but so I think ask ask those sorts of questions um, some of them that I think are helpful is the why right why are we doing any of it. Um, you know, is it teaching the wrong lesson? I mean, I think there's some parts of Christmas that can be weird, right? That from a from just a creepy standpoint, like why is Santa always watching me? That's weird. <laughs> uh, how, right? how does he get around the world? <laughs> how does he? Yeah. Um, but then you know, maybe principally, like he's saying, you know, he knows if you've been bad or good, you know, and, and so there's there's potential negative, you know, reinforcement there of mm-hmm. uh, of that that sort of principle. So making sure that you, you're not majoring on that, and that you're you're willing to explain that. I think I think the problem can come sometimes too when parents want so badly for their kids to keep believing in Santa for the sake of the fun and the tradition that they will. Continue, like they will double down and you know reinforce these things to the point that I think it can be un- unhealthy. I think if if it's fun and it's lighthearted, and when they start to ask questions, you just are honest with them and right. and let them roll into that. I think that can be. Yeah, I've seen I, most of the time I, that that's fine. I think when you mm. keep trying to push it off and you compound the, you know, that can be <laughs> detrimental. I mean, I think 
yeah. So fairy tales are fun, right? And we we tell our kids and we watch movies or whatever, but we're we're not we're not asking our kids to believe them, right? We're yeah. acknowledging what they are. And so I think if you you treat these things in that similar manner of like, yeah, this is a fun thing that we can do and you know, we can enjoy it as a family, but we're not going to double down and, and insist that it's real. I think when you're, if you're willing to just be honest with your kids, I think they're going to pick up on that and, and value that. And um, if you have this weird thing where you want them all to believe until they're in high school and you just, you know, hide everything and answer any of their questions with another lie, I mean, that could be exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I read this book one time about spiritual disciplines. You know, the spiritual, you know, we, we um, all know like the spiritual disciplines of like prayer and Bible study and fasting, but this also says there's also a spiritual discipline of celebration mm-hmm. that, that God gave uh, festivals and holidays to the people of Israel for a reason. And He wanted them to celebrate and to celebrate well yep. and to celebrate for the right reason. And I could, I could be wrong on this. You may want to like fact check me, but I want to say the same word that the that the Hebrew uses for festivals or holidays is the same word that they use for like rehearsal. So basically, it was alluding to the fact that the the holiday, the festival, is a rehearsal for what is to come. That. The, the, the celebration that we will have um, when we get to heaven, uh, we're now rehearsing right now by, by celebrating festivals and holidays. Mm. So I just, I, I love the idea of taking moments like holidays, like Christmas and Valentine's Day and Easter, and, and, and celebrate them, celebrate them with a, with a reason. Like you, like you alluded back uh, earlier, Cindy, you know, with intention, with with uh, with the meaning behind it, make sure that that's not lost. Yeah, um, yeah, and and, and, a, and is what you're doing going to hinder their ability to understand that? Yeah, and if so, I, I, if you have to choose one that's going to you know lose out on its meaning, choose the commercialized piece, right? Like if if what you're if you're if you're looking at it that way, is this going to hinder my kid's ability to understand the the truth? You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the thing that is the very truth, you know, Jesus Christ is the, the, the truth. If, if what we're doing, the tradition we're doing is going to hinder that, then I, I, would, I would hope we're going to choose Jesus in that moment. But if we can still do that, the tradition, and they, they fully understand, that, then okay, then, then go on with that. Uh, so anyway, I interrupted you, no, but that no. was a good thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's good. I was like when Neil's yeah. thinking, I just want to wait. I just, I love the idea that God, I mean, God is seriously a God of celebration. Yes, He's a amen. God right. that wants us to dance and enjoy each other's company and to, and to celebrate, you know, whether that be a birthday or anniversary or um, um, St. Patrick's Day. You know, I, I, yeah. I, I have no idea why we celebrate that, but hey, it's a, it's a, it's a time for celebration. <laughs> Yeah, so leprechauns aren't real. Is that what you're telling me? That's the one yes. I held on to. Have a seat, Jordan. I have something important <laughs> to tell you. All right. Well, anything else, guys? Any other helpful thoughts or things not to do? Helpful lessons that traumatic experiences. 
<laughs> no. Yeah, I, yeah. I think uh, yeah. hopefully it's helpful. Again, just just be thinking through. You know, if you're if you're holding them in the same value, then I think that's concerning. If you're holding them in, you know, loose loose handed, you're still enjoying traditions, but you don't have to reject it all. I think there's parts of all of mo- most of these holidays that can be redeemed, and um, just do it with intentionality. And if you got to choose one that's going to lose out, then choose the commercialized piece, right? Let's, that's right. Jesus is greater than. Santa and the Easter Bunny yeah. combined. So with that being said, if, you, if you're listening to this podcast this week, we're approaching Ash Wednesday. Yeah. So, um, to, so if you're listening, this is maybe a good time to think about the Lenten season in preparation for Easter. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, and, and that's such a good, I, you brought that up earlier, like I think that's the intentionality piece is like, when you because our culture takes care of the lead up for us from the commercial standpoint mm-hmm. right because there is there's stuff to sell mm-hmm. right so right. they're going to be reminding us right i just brought some about some reese's eggs earlier right yeah. been eating those for a couple of weeks now right so they the culture takes care of telling us when these holidays are coming from the commercialized standpoint and so if we let that be true and and we prepare for it and we buy gifts early and we decorate early and we do all those things um, and then we only talk about the real meaning. We only talk about Jesus, you know, his birth or, or whatever on the day or even the couple days. Well, then we've probably sold our, you know, like yeah. we're overemphasizing the commercial unintentionally probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think the intentionality of thinking through, like you said, okay, we're, we're a few weeks out from Easter still, but start thinking about it now. Yeah. Right? Start thinking about what rhythm, what, what, what things yeah. can we put in place to start teaching and developing that that way that that's when you that's the only time you're going to get actual balance if you just look at it from the other way like well we've been buying gifts and thinking of making making lists buying gifts thinking about you know we bought our easter outfit and those things we've been doing for weeks but then we we sit down and have one devotion about it you know you've probably got some imbalance there but if you if you back it up and be intentional i think you can probably do some of the traditions and 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 have fun and and still really honor the lord and it's not too late to start those traditions too. You know, whatever ki- age yeah. your kids are, you know, if you're like, oh, I've been, I've not been doing that. Well, it's okay. Just start now. Yeah, yeah. such a good lesson yeah. in general to model repentance for your kids and right. just to be honest, be like, hey, we've not been doing this well. We're going to start trying to do this well. Your yeah. kids will, like, will appreciate that. Yeah, they might push, push back yeah. because kids push back. But we did that a lot, you know, and I look at, you know, what's available today and I'm like, oh, I wish I had that and I wish I would have done that. But you, you can't do that with yourself. You know, you'll beat yourself up all the time. You can do Elf on the Shelf with your dog. <laughs> I could. <laughs> Is that what you're sad about? Listen, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so creepy. It is creepy. It's a strange one, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, if you do celebrate Elf on the Shelf, send us an email to info <laughs> at fermentedfaith.com and tell me seriously why. And so, <laughs> in addition, if you have any other ideas or questions, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you for listening. And until next time, have a great day. See ya. Bye.